I'm Denise Laidler, an international communications consultant and fiction writer who've been following Seku's work for over 10 years. Seku's latest Unmasked series provides a safe, unfiltered, empathetic space for Black men and women in America to lay down the shield that helps them survive traumatic experiences that are commonplace to living in this country. Around 1984, I was an assistant photographer coming out of the photo rental house with equipment that uh, I had to pick up for the guy I was working for. I'm walking down 17th Street, New York City, and a police car comes barreling around the corner, damn near pulls up on the sidewalk at me. Um, two police officers jump out and uh, one of them yells, get up against the wall. And I start to question it. And uh, one of the guys snatches the bag I had in my hand and he says, I said, get up against the fucking wall. And you know, at that moment, I knew that I needed to be cool unless uh, you know, I need to comply or face a beatdown for no reason. I knew that the white folks on the street were gonna help. So you know, I just needed to be quiet and try to keep myself from getting beat up. They put me in the back of the squad car, you know, and then they're playing good cop, bad cop. One guy's real mean. The other guy's like almost polite. I'm trying to plead my case. You know, the mean guy's pretty much trying to tell me to shut up. And the other guy's like, all right, what do you have to say? And um, explaining to them who I was, I told them what the equipment I was carrying was about, how it worked, what it was, who I was working for, how I had gone to school for photography, and they really didn't care. The thing that blew me away was they were very content. That's the thing I remember the most. They were just sort of like, like they'd done their job, they were done. And the horror for me was, I wasn't even afforded the right to care about the photo rental house, like I didn't want the place stuck up, I used it too, and I cared about the people that worked there. But I wasn't afforded that right, I was just whatever they thought I was. So after some time, the uh, one of the owners of the place came by and cop motioned to the back. And he looked in, he's like, oh yeah, no, no, um, he's fine. So they opened the doors and let me go, you know, no apologies, no, you know, nothing, just, you know, just got out. And the, uh, the owner of the place asked me if I was okay. He seemed really concerned. He was a Jewish New Yorker. You know, when I look back on it, you know, the culture then, I guess, in New York City was any number of things could have happened to me because I was a black guy with the police. And uh, I guess the owner knew that. Anyhow, that, that incident has stuck with me for a long time because I always felt like, you know, how unjust it was. Like, what do I have to do? I mean, I went to one of the finest photo schools on the East Coast. I worked for an accredited photographer. I was doing my job. I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, what I had studied 
for since elementary school. And yet I was treated like, like I didn't have rights, like I didn't belong. And that's why I'm mad and, and I have more stories. So, you know, it's that anger that you have to manage, that you have to suppress or it will consume you. So I wrote this play. It's called Brown Boy Mad. It's an autobiographical journey of race, rage, and survival in quote-unquote post-racial America. Basically, it's my story. When COVID happened, I had to transform the play into a film of sorts, which had the added benefit of expanding the audience. One of my friends saw it. He said that he and his friends had stories that were very similar to mine. What you're about to hear is the result of me collecting those stories from him, as well as putting an all call out on social media for stories of living while black. My name is Sekou Rights.